This is Simon Transparently Awakening the heart of humanity As we see beyond the lies And open our eyes to realize This is our time to rise Welcome everyone to another Simon Transparently podcast Depending on where you're catching us, audio or video Welcome today, I'm with our beautiful brother What I like to call Brista Craig McGregor Mm-hmm how are you feeling? I'm feeling actually really good right yes. now. I love the morning practice that we had today, dropping in. And yeah, I'm excited for this conversation and to see whatever unfolds. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so tiny little bit of context is that Craig and I met on a ISTA training, International School of Temple Arts. And we pretty much had, I would say, tell me if I'm wrong, if you felt the same, but we had a... a a beautiful connection they felt like in that whole experience actually they felt like a lot of brotherhood happening in that particular mm. retreat you know where there was a lot of respect and and I, I kind of met you in a sense of playfulness as well you know I could see you were really there you were focused but yeah there was this sense of playfulness and I don't have many South African friends but I the ones I have I also have that and you reminded me mm. at, you funny enough you kind of had little elements of another Craig that I know uh, from South Africa that I worked on a film. So anyway, there was, there was some, you know, there was some uh, resonance. Beautiful. Yeah. First time I'm hearing that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I definitely resonated the, the playful connection, especially with dance and you and ecstatic dance and other things that we've experienced together. I love the, the, play, the very playful and authentic expression that you have. So it definitely resonated with you on, on that as well as on the brotherhood piece, for yeah. sure. It's always been a big, well, that's been a big part of the... I guess a lot of the, the spaces that we've been sharing together. Yeah. Just deep, dropping in deep to connection. Yeah. Yeah, and trust. And trust, yeah. And, and, and touch and, and, and openness. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And, and you, you sent a beautiful message to me uh, recently after uh, a dance we'd been to and an, an encounter. And it really touched me uh, of how you were just seeing me and appreciating that... Um, that authentic connection that we were exchanging mm-hmm. and that was really touching. And then we had the opportunity to meet again. I, I didn't, you know, you meet beings on this path, you don't always know what they do or what they get up to, right? You know, <laughs> but I happened to be at another uh, event with this beautiful uh, brother and um, he's, well, he's doing many things he's going to tell us today, but one of his passions right now is he's kind of going for a transition from one modality of, of expressing himself in, a, in the business realm, right? And, and he was telling me like, oh, I want to work uh, with soulpreneurs, soulpreneurs, and I want to support, this is what really caught me. Mm. He said, I want to support those in the field of, of sharing their gifts with the world and wanting to you know, really express them, themselves and what they have to offer, but often they have no clue how to do that, right? And if I'm, para- I'm paraphrasing yeah. here. So maybe you can say to, the, to everyone listening, like, yeah, yeah, give us a little insight on that first, and then we'll weave into the magic of money. Yeah, beautiful. So, I mean, what you're touching on is essentially my expression of service in the world, right? So for, for me, how I show up in purpose and in service is to support other entrepreneurs, solopreneurs who are working in the realm, like you mentioned, of purpose, right? So so for other beings whose business and their, and their meaning and what they're doing with regards to work is about being in service of other people, in service of humanity, whether it's through serving in, in regards to connection or something in the realm of body work or something in the realm of 
uh, whatever it might be, also technology, using that in a way that's like emphasizing human connection and ultimately actually the expansion of human awareness. Mm. I'm really trying to support that field because what I noticed a lot, having come myself from a different background in the tech industry, but as an entrepreneur um, coming more from the business aspect was that in the, in the realm of soul service, a lot of beings that are in that space don't necessarily have business skills or business acumen, but they've got such an important thing to, to actually building something meaningful over time, which is purpose. And a lot of people in the business space don't have purpose, but they have skills on how to build things. And what I'm trying to do is bridge those two worlds. So bring in some skills on how, on how to build a, a business and to thrive in that, but bringing it in from a place of love and abundance instead of what happens a lot in the business world, which is mindsets based on fear and scarcity and competition. And so people that are in, a, in solopreneurs, they're not going to get those skills just straight from the business world because it fundamentally doesn't resonate with what, who they are and what they are as, and their, values. And their, value, their value system. Yeah. But nonetheless, they still could use some support in that, in that realm. So that's what I'm bringing through in, in, with regards to business. I, I created a, a company around this, co-founded a company called Evolution of Us, which is all about that. And we really see ourselves as empowering world leaders. It's like a modern business mystery school in a way. You can think of it like that. Bringing in also self and business and kind of combining the two, the synthesis of the two. So it's an emergent new type of a field, I feel, but I feel at the same time necessary necessary, and yes. I'm like really energized being in service in that realm. So that's yeah. what I'm about. Yeah, I feel it. And money is one of the topic, like a very important topic in there, but it's just one of others. So basically it's like three things that we that we focus on. It's purpose, success and connection. And the money part fits in the, in the success kind of pillar. Mm. You, you can think about it in that way. Mm. Uh, and at the moment, I'm just feeling this huge pull and this huge call from the field to come in and create spaces around money. And that's really what my, what my focus is on at the moment, but within the bigger picture. So it's kind of like if we zoom in, it's this whole money field within entrepreneurs. But if we zoom out, it's actually all about how can we together build the whole field? How can we get more money into the entire field, mm. the entire field of soul service? How can we as beings work on ourselves in a way that's supportive of the field? That's really what it's about. Right. And but zooming in, it's manifesting at the moment more in the realm of support around money. Yeah. Wow. We can, we can, <laughs> we, we can, we can dive on, on many areas there. Mm. Well, first of all, I just want to pick you up on one word you said, you said you're trying to do that. And I would kind of, I would reframe that and say, you are doing it. Thank you. Beautiful. Because, because you know, <laughs> I, I see you doing it, and it, mm. it, it's, uh, and I feel your passion and your inspiration. And actually, I feel there is a big, a, a big need for it. Yeah, I feel that there's, and I know you said in the business world there's kind of scarcity, competition, fear-based. But I'm also noticing in the so-called how how would we term it, self-development, spiritual, yeah. you know, that realm. I'm noticing because there's maybe not what you're going to talk about today happening there seems to be a kind of transference of that 
same mentality around marketing, money, fear-based, scarcity approach, mm. and almost competitiveness going in. So I love that you said evolution of us. It's like that me to we mm -hmm. mentality, yeah? It's like we're all in this together. And if evolution is, is the evolutionary impulse is moving through us, it's how do we actually collaborate, co-create, and, and really create something new out of what's been. And that's what I feel that you're mm. tapping into. Absolutely. That's, that's why I was inspired because I haven't heard so many people talking about what you said of hence why we're now here doing this. Because I was like, yes, we need to share this and, yeah. and, and put it out into the world. A hundred percent. And you, you touched on a few of the very core like codes within, you know, what we're doing and our brand and stuff like that. And the of us part is, is a code and absolutely there's something really beautiful in the in the field maybe we can just call it like the field of souls of, of soul or yeah. soulpreneur or yeah. you know i like that soul field or, the soul yeah. field yeah. yeah and and in that field while i agree with you there definitely are i mean that field is still part of a bigger system that's the first thing right and yes things like scarcity and fear and competition that exist in the bigger system also feed through into that field but one thing that's beautiful about the soul field is that even though there might be um, beliefs around around fear and scarcity there's also this very inherent deep desire to collaborate and for community and that doesn't exist in the broader field to the same extent wonderful you know so there might be underlying beliefs around fear and scarcity and that's what i want to work on and support people in but mostly there's this beautiful opportunity for collaboration and for community to be built Mm, that's like that's like music music to my ears yeah, right? and yeah because this is a conversation i've had over the years with many different beings and mm. i i haven't got that you know that's why i was resonant towards you i also want to drink from that little piece mm. that you're bringing mm -hmm. yeah because i think it's vital um and maybe that just let's just dive straight in though because the root of it is around money and last night we went to dinner and we were speaking and, and Craig said, well, you know what, I don't want to talk too much about this, uh, this topic today because I also want to just bring that aliveness into the, the podcast. But one tiny bit of context I want to bring in at the moment, maybe for some of you out there listening or watching, you know, we're at a time right now, uh, June 2023, you know, we've gone through what most, most of us all know what's been happening in the last three years. <laughs> you described something beautiful earlier, which I would definitely want you to bring in terms of the cycle where we're at on a kind of, you know, evolutionary planetary perspective as uh -huh. well but you know we've got inflation rates going you know skyrocketing at the moment you've got the the rising in the last sort of nine years of of the the digital currencies coming through you know of bitcoin crypto and all this and then you've got the 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 collapsing of so many of these structures and institutions that we've many have been dependent on Mm. So, you know, there's that, that all happening in the, in the soup at once. Mm -hmm. And then there's beings like you, me and others out there that are, that are uh, purifying ourselves, you could say, to allow something new to emerge. Mm -hmm. So I just want to throw that out there for people listening. So, we're, you know, we're talking about all these. It's not just like, oh, you've got a money problem. It's like, how are we navigating through this new, yeah, this new uh, wave, you could say. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like the impulse you're bringing to also to like, hey, let's, let's first... Maybe that's actually do. I would happy to be. I would be happy to do that. Which is like let's give some context. Yeah, please. On actually where we are in the evolutionary cycle, Good. and from there go go deeper yeah. into things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can talk about. I can freeform talk about this for like days. So <laughs> jump in if you have any questions along the way. Yeah, yeah, super. <laughs> um, hmm. I would like to start actually talking about some more of the spiritual cosmic 
cycle stuff and then we can perhaps come back to like you know i love that i know stuff. you love that but we can also come back to the financial system yes. economic yes cycle too yeah. right that's a nice yeah so on the you know on the cosmic scale what we were talking about earlier was the fact that in the last roughly 2000 odd years we've been in an age of pisces which is a masculine age and it's and it's an it's been an ascending age so it's it's generally in terms of development of, of, of a being, but also of the entire planet, it's an ascending motion that's looking to, to spirit, you know, looking to, to God, to Jesus, to whatever it might be, some enlightened figure, you know, yes. looking, looking up from, from the space we are right now, which is in the realm of matter. But it's really like raising consciousness, and that's an ascending motion. And in if, a few years ago, 2020, that long cycle has shifted into the age of Aquarius and the age of Aquarius is a descending cycle into and it's a feminine cycle and it's it's descending into matter and and the, the entire earth according to some spiritual traditions has in the previous you know a few thousand years if you look at if you look at actually religions that have formed during that period but also many other things it's like the earth looking out the earth looking up and so in, in that way, a lot of a lot of things need to be kind of introduced and cleared so that actually we can now go down into matter because just going into matter, even as, a, as an individual, this is another interesting, another interesting part, but like just going into matter without taking consciousness into it and going into the center of the earth, for example, and, and that uprising of Kundalini, it can be overwhelming for a system, both like a physical body system but it can you can also think about it in terms of the earth itself or, or bigger bigger systems because there's just so much collective energy in there and especially if that energy is not cleared out or if i'm not centered enough that i can actually allow collective energy to flow through me then i can be in a situation where looking into matter becomes overwhelming for my system people have breakdowns around that psychosis actually comes from that type of a, a thing like it can come Which from we've that. seen and we see that a lot we exactly a lot of the, especially in the last 10 years i've been exploring as many have been having that experience exactly and and that happens when you don't first look up in an ascending motion connect with consciousness and then take that consciousness down that's a safer path to to do first if you want to descend and that's the whole path that you, you, uh, some traditions say that earth is going on so it also makes sense that all of a sudden in the last few years i feel in the field there's becoming an increasing focus on things like money which is a topic in the realm of matter because the entire uh cosmic the cosmological um you know constellation that that we're in essentially is now looking into matter right so yeah matter is coming up it's coming up for and people. the root and the root it's in the base exactly and so it makes sense that money is an important topic to look at and it's such a taboo topic mm. think about it i mean no one talks about money it's insane sexuality was something that since i guess since the hippies since like the 60s and think that whole movement sexual liberation has been you know a very big topic in the last 50 60 odd years which is still a blip still a blip <laughs> but at least there's Things that have, you know, it's like collectively more common that people are exploring sexuality. There's lots of modalities around exploring sexuality. And and it's like just starting now with money. I, mm. I have the feeling. 
and it's it's taboo it's so taboo and it's like looking at sexuality for the first time yeah we said last night actually we were saying that they're, they're, they're so intrinsically linked and many people that talk about it say that don't they say when you're in your root if you're if we're talking chakra systems or energy centers often those that are uh, destabilized in their money and you know their relationship to their money mm-hmm. they talk about the the anus and the sexual center also and your relationship to how you are with sex and our neediness greediness you know this kind of shadow energy which i know we're going to get to later <laughs> but you know just planting the seed there that you you when you can look at that you can see the link of the two mm-hmm. and in england i don't know if you have this in south africa but there's this there's this thing where you know when people are holding their money and they don't let it go and they're holding on to it through th- fear they're called tight asses. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like, maybe that's a global thing. Maybe if you're watching, I don't know how it is in your in your country, but it's like you, you call somebody a tight ass. Why would you, why are you associated to an ass being tight, right? Anyway, just want to drop that in there. I love that. Beautiful. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so, two loose asses. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Yeah, which, which actually is when we talk about re- relaxation. We talk about softening. We talk about opening Uranus, mm. right, and then opening up to the to the uh, the abundance that's here and now. That is a softening. That is a releasing. But we won't go. To, carry on. <laughs> I will digress. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's a, a little bit uh, kind of like a cosmic view, I would say, on on just where we're at and, and, and cycles, right? Right. And and you said this morning as well. I just want to bring this in, but this sense of the the feminine now. If if I'm pretty certain the audience that comes to Simon transparently will we'll, we'll kind of be aligned to this, but we're seeing so much you now talk about the feminine, no? the, this, the feminine principle, the, the kind of, let's say, uprising or empowerment that's coming for the female, the feminine energy. Because mm-hmm. I also want to talk and just say the feminine inside each of us, right? It's the, it's Divine the, feminine. It's the feminine inside me and Craig as well. But we are seeing also um, over the last sort of decade, no, where women have kind of went masculinized and thought that they need to become more masculinized in order to go into male dominated positions. But then they were kind of just becoming like men, right? Using the same principles. But what we're talking about is more of an embodiment of the feminine and allowing the feminine energy, allowing that freedom of creativity, expression, spontaneity, and and dropping into the dark and light of that too. Mm -hmm. So there's there's layers now, but continue, continue, because I just want to bring that in. Yeah, no, that's definitely relevant also if you think about like patriarchy and if you think about also the workplace, the economic system is, is a very masculine energy uh, and, and, and system at the moment. Um, we can talk to that maybe a little bit later, but just something that comes up for me with, with what you shared right now is also talking to this transition that we're in at the moment into that age of uh, uh, Aquarius, which is really about, in a, in a way, this also transitioned into a feminine age, right? So more sensitivity, more flow being requested and coming up from the field. Things also like the Me Too movement, if you think about that, where it's also like, you know, there's a lot of history that's happened in the last several thousand years based on men and based on masculine. And and we're now transitioning into structurally a very different phase that that has a lot more feminine elements to it, including, including how we work with money. Yeah. Actually, also yeah. bringing more flow in. I believe money is actually a feminine energy. It it wants to flow. Yeah. It's not a point A to B type of a thing. You know, it's like I think of money as this re- like a really sexy woman, super desirable that everyone wants, but that shouldn't be kind of controlled. You know, yeah, or, or manipulated, or manipulated, or 
have jealousy projected on it or greed or things like that like a, a really empowered amazing woman wants to not have those level of, of, of projection but she wants someone that can hold her deeply and let her flow and and be a rock if she wants to come to that but not not to be controlled mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff around money is controlling right and but that also comes from human evolution i mean we can also talk to that but there's a lot of elements around like money and things in the realm of matter where as a coping mechanism we we look to control something and the financial system is very much about that too especially in how that's developed over the last basically since like around 1970 so you know 50 60 years where where we moved away from what was called the gold standard into fractional reserve banking and things just went insane after that right uh, basically money just became like un not linked to value anymore yeah because <laughs> well, well, uh, the, the actual reserve there was no reserve right that would also happen at the moment there was supposed to be your promissory note was supposed to be holding some form of gold bullion in in a reserve somewhere but that just doesn't exist anymore that yeah that's what i'm yeah that's, yeah that's what you're saying yeah the gold standard was right a, a system that used to exist and then the entire financial system moved away from that, which was very recently, actually. It was in the 70s. Right. And it, it moved into a fractional system where you didn't need to have 100% of gold for all the money that existed, just yeah, a fraction. Yeah, So people just, so printing, central banks printing, just printed printing. insane yeah. amounts of money. Yeah. And, and, and now we're in a system where money itself is created by central banks. And the central banks, when they create it, they just, it's just in a, it's just in a database, you know, like, cool, the American uh, Fed, that's what the American Central Bank is kind of referred to as, uh, just, you know, creates money in, a, in, a, in, in their own system. Yeah. And then to put it into the financial system, they'll go to a local bank and they'll, and, and, they, and they, they give them debt. They say, we'll loan you this money yeah. that we've created out of nowhere. Yeah. And in return, it's an, it's an exchange. In return for that money that we just created, pay us interest. Yeah, it's insane. So interest is embedded into the very creation of money. And so money needs to work. It needs to produce in order just to pay itself off. Yeah, it's constantly debt-based. It's constantly debt-based. The entire financial system is based on debt. Right, and then we're in a slave culture for that because those that are trying to get money, it, it never holds any value anyway. So it's always changing. So you're always chasing it was chasing what's not there. Yeah, I mean, inflation also is a function of the amount of money that's printed. So the reason why we have so much inflation at the moment is because central banks around the world printed an insane amount of money during COVID. Like, I, I, I don't know what the up, most up-to-date statistic is right now, but I think around a year ago, roughly around a year ago, 40% of all the dollars that, were ever, that have ever existed have come into existence in like the last year. <laughs> it's just and so yeah inflation goes high because actually there's more dollars so what actually what inflation is is there's more dollars so each dollar is now worth less right and so the price of everything goes up because you know a sandwich still has an intrinsic value but the dollar is worth less so a sandwich costs more in dollars that's inflation yes and so and that can't that can't last which is what we're seeing right yeah i mean it it can be inflation can be offset by growth so if an economy grows faster than it inflates then it doesn't really matter yeah but we can't do we can't continue to keep growing yeah exactly well or the, at the speed that we that it would be needed i mean economic economic growth in the world is is um fueled by debt so growth is coming with debt 
So the whole system is just fucked. Yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, totally. Yeah, take a breath there. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, because I'm listening to a podcast at the moment. I, I sent it to you, I know. And, but it's, it's not a joke, because when we talk about sovereignty, self-empowerment, and, and actually bringing it back to what you said about what you're doing around, you know, solepreneur, plugging people into what they really want to express and share, you know, the... We have a friend who we recently read a post from her now of like trying to navigate in the kind of crumbling old system but birth something new is not easy. Because like how do you, you know, how do you manage when we're still kind of in between, we're in between worlds as well. Mm -hmm. So there's all of that going on as well. And then you can understand, maybe just bringing in a little uh, compassion here and empathy, you can understand why it heightens the level of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people are scared. If, if you think about, we just said earlier, like everybody's scared and it's a big taboo, but it links into speaking truth and, and expressing our sexuality or saying that we're we're gay or we like a certain thing. People don't want to talk about that, right? Because all of a sudden, our so-called society doesn't allow that. Yeah, we're not allowed to. We're not allowed to share our kinky quirks, or we're not allowed to, you know, speak our truth because, like, you know, witches got hung on the stake, right? And and so on and so forth. We know that there's this like. Uh, you know, ancestral line of violence and suffering that results in, you know, when we speak our truth, we express our sexuality or we uh, don't have money, right? Because there's so much violence associated with the, the trying to get, right? To take, yeah? It's, it's, it talks about the shadow, no? We spoke about that last night. So this really layered, huh? There's a layer of this idea of like, well, this is the system we're in and what are the solutions to navigate that and also uh, create an abundant, a potentially abundant um, uh, resource, right? Or value, uh, uh, a value. And he's saying in there that crypto, cryptocurrencies are the only way because now, you know, all of these other um, uh, the, the fiat. fiat currencies have to crumble. We can't continue. But anyway... I don't know, you know, we, I want you to go into the, you know, the whole money thing, but I know we're in it, but you know what I mean? It can get, it can get distorted and there's so many opinions and, and I'm just like navigating through it in the gift, <laughs> you know? There's a few, there's a few pieces you mentioned there that I, that I want to say a few words to, um, around, yeah, a lot of it comes down to, for me, that like value and, and control, right? So when you talk about us not being able to express ourselves sexually in terms of kinks or whatever it might be just any form of sexual expression that 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 was the reason i believe that that's the case now is because of uh actually religion in many cases but also governments in a sense because if you take away someone's ability to connect to their sexual liberation you can control a person more easily right and so that's what religion does Christianity in particular, um, well, a lot of religions actually, like sexuality is bad. Get married and then have children and sex before even that point is, is, a, is, sin. is a sin and don't express anything. Don't tell anyone about anything. Yeah, cool. Okay. If you do that, then people are easy to control, literally. And once someone is liberated sexually in whatever way is, is you know, um, kind of in alignment with them, it's much harder to control a person because they're a free sovereign being. And exactly the same thing is true of money. If you can control people through money, and this is more the government area, which like has evolved also from, from kingdoms, where kingdoms evolved into countries and then, and, then, and then political systems 
kind of arrived as a result of that in a way. And those systems control people through money. They control people through the need to produce. And this is linked also to the whole debt-based part of society. It's like the best way to to control people is put everyone in debt. Whether and even if it's in a sneaky way, by putting money itself into debt. So there's no way to escape that system because it's 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 an inflationary debt-based system. So everyone needs to produce. And then in comes the industrial revolution and our entire modern education system, which is all about like teaching people to be a good worker in a factory, finish your school, learn these things, don't learn how to think for yourself. And when you finish, go work for a company for 10, 20 years, 50 years, and just be an obedient worker. And you are valued based on how much money you create, Mm. right? (laughs) Yeah. That's a system of control. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling that like in my whole body. You know, yeah. there's like a, like I could feel my hands stiffening up. Yeah, it's a, it's dense. Yeah. Thank you for like breaking it down like that. I want to just say as always for, you know, for those tuning in, I know we're using these uh, terms, Christianity, maybe you're, maybe you're Christian and you're like, oh, you know, it's no blame Christians or, and when we're talking about sexual energy, we're talking about life force, right? Mm. We're talking about the, the sovereign life force, the, the freedom of our expression. To put ourselves out of what Craig so beautifully described, this what I call the invisible prison. And sometimes we hear the them and us, and we're not saying, oh, it's just them, and oh, it's, you know, it's the whatever, the Bilderberg group, it's all these, and then we just don't know, and we play this them and us game. We have to take full responsibility and come back and go, this is the system now that is self-perpetuating, that everybody just autopilot and default went into it. Mm. That's what we're talking about, right? Because yeah. when we see the system for what it is and the game for what it is, we can be like, ah, you know, we can come out of that because you can go, ah, oh, I don't, I don't acquiesce. Mm-hmm. I just want to bring that in now. Yeah, beautiful. Just, just as a, a, a way of going, it's not just going, oh, you know, they're the ones, the problem, the government, but we, the people have the power when we see the game that we acquiesce to unconsciously. Yeah. For, for me, I'm, I'm 100% yeah. with you. I have, I have a different like way of Good. thinking or, or, or talking about that. Have you heard of integral theory? From Ken Wilber. Yeah. A little. Okay, so there's one concept in there that, that I think is exactly what you're talking to, which is what he calls all quadrants, all regions, uh, all, all levels, AQAL. And basically, it describes four, four different like uh, four different quadrants of, of experience. There's, there's collective, if you imagine a cross, there's collective and there's individual, and then there's external and, instern- and, and internal. So on the collective level, you have the external collective level, which is society. It's the highest systems. That's where systems reside. And we're talking about systems, which is a collective external experience. And then there's the collective internal experience, which is culture, right? So the country that I'm born in, the culture of that, the ethnicity, whatever it might be, it's a, it's a collective experience that I experience individually. And that that individual's experience, and then there's the in, then there's the individual experience, external, which is like the the its, and then there's the I, the internal part. And what a lot of what we're talking about here in terms of systems, for me, is we're talking about collective systems that individuals find themselves in. And the more awareness I have of the systems that I am in, that allows me to then interpret: Do I want to take that on as part of my individual experience? Or do I want to actually say, you know what? I don't resonate with that. I don't resonate with this. That belief was put on me. This is a generational thing. This is from my family. 
And if I'm just aware of where things come from, then I can create more space between my experience and those concepts. And that's why I like talking about the, the high level system stuff, because we are part of that system, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. Exactly. I do think there's something risky about saying fuck the system right. let's go create some other system right, right. because you're fighting against just an inherently you know massive unbeatable force yeah, yeah <laughs> in yeah. some ways yeah, the right? beast the beast yeah so i mean that's gonna be the most difficult path i think trying to find ways of being in a system accepting the system for what it is and at the same time actually working within that system is is a is a is a healthier way because it's just less energy to try and completely like, reject a system that well, I'm part if, of. Yeah. And, yeah. And fighting it's the eye for an eye, right? It's no point fighting it. Yeah. Like, and even when we get angry and we get like, you know, this is not right, right? Because there's certain things that are just genuinely not right when mm -hmm. we look at it. I know we can play here conceptually with there is no right and wrong and everything's perfect. I, I like to play in that realm. And it definitely is, as Ramdas and many other teachers have kind of pointed to and alluded to over the years. But at the same time, when it comes to value, when it comes to certain things in life, there's like a deep innate knowing when something is off. You know, something is not, you know, aligned, let's mm -hmm. say. There's, mm -hmm. there, there's a frequency in match, you know. You can know this with music. You can hear it when you're, you're listening to somebody. You know, it's, it's not, to, not to say that person can't sing and they shouldn't sing. because But, you know, you can hear a melody. You know, you can hear a song. <laughs> you can hear a, a tone. You can hear it. And you're like, oh, that's really music to my ears. This is a little off. It's okay. Keep going. You don't want to judge them. But at the same time, it's not, it's not aligned, right? <laughs> that's what I'm playing at here. And, and it's lovely what you said. But fighting it doesn't help. Yeah. It's actually seeing it as you've described and then taking the full responsibility for the nature of our experience, this is where we are, that's sovereignty, and then making a conscious decision and a choice to put our energy in a different place. Because then the old things fall away in and of themselves, right? There's a beautiful video, I just wanna throw this in here, and maybe I'll put it in the, in the footnotes, um, called the, um, the Pyramid in the Pool. Have you seen that video? No. It's, a, it's a beautiful video. <clears throat> where a woman describes, it's, uh, it's, it's just a five, six minute video. I'm going to put it in the, in the uh, description. And she describes the way um, uh, systems can crumble and fall. Mm -hmm. And she talks about, there's basically a pool with, uh, this is all made of um, sugar cubes. And then she puts this like dye in the bottom, you know. And she's talking about how when you, when each of us make this change, when each of us do this work, what you're talking about, and we start to face and things differently and we take responsibility and we're all doing that work, it's all happening underground. Yeah. It's all happening in the, in the, in the base, in the pool, mm -hmm. right? And of course, this peak point, which seems to be still alive, still happening, yeah? That doesn't just fall. Even if you want it to fall, it doesn't just fall straight away. Yeah. It's actually the last thing that gets to the bottom of the dis dissolving sugar cubes. Mm. Yeah, so it falls from the from the baseline mm -hmm. where we shift. Does it make sense? Yeah. And then, and then you see it crumble. And sometimes we look out in the world and we go, well, is anything really changing? Is anything happening? And like, that's still going on. War's still happening. All this, you know, uh, it's poverty still happening, yada, yada, yada. But all of those, um, they can't change, uh, you know, from the top, basically. Mm. They change from the bottom. Anyway, that's mm. what I'm going to throw in the pot. Beautiful. So good. How are you feeling? Continue. Where are we going next? I mean, it's going to money, bro. Yes. <laughs> We're kind of been skirting out. So yeah. Let's, let's dive in. Uh, so, I'm, okay, you, 
what, what do you want to know? What do you want to talk about as money? I'm curious what you, what's, what's alive in you right now. Well, in this moment, as you know, I, I live in what is called the gift culture, right? So where I'm at at the moment is this dance between wanting to magnetize more flow of money, currency, and we didn't say this earlier, but you know, the currency, the flow, in order to support um others to be able to support me with what I'm doing and offering in the world, which is what you're, you're, you're kind of the, the bridge between. And what I come up against so often is um, the dance between, ah, in order to create more, express more in the world or have certain things that are working more fluidly, I find myself in a catch-22 at times. Because, oh, well, if I want to pay these beings, you know, whatever, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 6,000 euros a month or whatever in order to have a team, I need to then raise 12,000, you know, 12,000. That puts me in a, a level of pressure. And, and I get this sense that I'm then pulled into that kind of realm of, you know, striving, more work, more, you know, more, 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 doing more, doing, doing more to make more. And there's this, I've always had this dance with myself around more, more, more is not necessarily more. Less is actually more. And then last thing I say to you is I keep having this story of the, the businessman and the fisherman pop up where, you know, the idea that you can be in a certain level of, of, of uh, um, embodiment, you can be in a certain place of the way you live life, you enjoy and so on. And then this, the system, we'll call it the culture that we're in, paying bills, paying rent, paying tax, all these things. Um, yeah, almost dictate to me certain actions that I don't necessarily want to be a part of. So that's my dance with money. And that's one of the reasons why I started living in the gift culture, you know, 12 years ago, was this sense of that there's enough for everyone's need, but not enough for everyone's greed. And that if we all just um, took what we needed and give and circulated money, and then everybody would ha actually have what they need, right? And if we were able to share our skills, gifts and resources in a real collaborative way, which you speak about, we would be able to achieve more and create more anyway. But to, to, to make that happen is often so hard because everybody's in this kind of rigid fear, almost like needing to, you know, make what they need to make and don't trust and so on. So I've had a very interesting dance with that over the last sort of 10 years. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Does that any make sense? I love that you brought that up, mm. and I have uh, some contrarian views on on some of that that Good. I'd love to unpack. Yeah, because I really see some shadows in the field in that in that space. Beautiful. It's going to take me a little while to unpack. So, <laughs> does this feel? Yeah, this feels. This is on perfect. Point? Perfect. <sighs> I want to introduce a framework first so that, that we can then explore that, I, that I'm sure you're aware of and also probably some of your listeners, which is the wheel of consent. So I created a thing recently called the wheel of money, which is inspired by, very much inspired by the wheel of consent created by you know, Dr. Be um, Betty Martin. And it's just applying money to that. 
So let me just quickly describe please describe yeah, that. Not, not quickly. Let it. Okay, let just, yeah. yeah just not quickly. Let this land because maybe some of you listening don't know Betty Martin uh-huh. and the Wheel of Consent. And for us in the field that we're in around uh, intimacy, communication, um, sexuality, please p- please go and uh, you know check her uh, check her body of work out at bettymartin.com. Org, I believe. No, no, it's uh, schoolofconsent.org. Ah, thank you. Yeah. Schoolofconsent.org. Schoolofconsent.org, yeah. Yeah, carry so, on. So, anyway, so this, this concept of like the wheel of money is not, not affiliated to that somehow. It's just inspired by that body of work. Thank you for that. So, the, the, okay, so how it works is if you imagine a circle, and that circle is the circle of consent, the wheel of consent. And so anything inside of that circle is consensual and anything outside of that circle is in the shadow. So you can think of the shadow as less healthy, less integrated and inside of the circle, underdeveloped. Yeah. Inside of the circle is more the healthy expressions of different things. And if you imagine a circle and you imagine a cross going directly through it, you know, vertical and and a horizontal axis going through that. You break it down into four quadrants and the top half of, of that wheel is the, um, the top, the top half of that, of that wheel is a space of giving something for, and, and it's for them. It's for someone else. So if anything happens in the top two quadrants in the top half, it's about giving something for someone else in the bottom half. It's about receiving something and it's about me receiving something for me so the top half giving something for someone else bottom half receiving something for me the right hand right hand side of that cross so the the right two quadrants on the on the on the cross when we're talking about the wheel of money is you are spending you are spending money so if anything happens on the right you are spending money and then on the left they are spending money so that's the that's the that's the four that that's the description of the of the the axes right and then with within those axes you've got the four quadrants the top right hand quadrant is in the space of giving for someone else where i am spending so this is giving freely giving giving without the expectation of receiving anything in return i'm spending money to give something for someone else it's just a charity I'm giving charity. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, that, that's a good example of consensual, an ex- consensual example of giving. I'm giving something to charity. A non-consensual shadow element of giving would be someone that's a savior, for example, t- embodying a savior type of energy where I'm, I'm spending money to give something to someone else to make myself feel better. So an example is like someone that gives to charity, but posts about it on social media in order to whatever, you know, get some money from that or get some attention from that. That's, that's like a shadow element. The person's still giving something that they've spent money on. So there's a beautiful element to it, but there's also a shadow side to that. And we can talk a bit more about how some of those shadow things unfold once I've, once I've explained more of the, the framework, but that's an example of a, a non-consensual um, giving. On the other side, on the bottom bottom left, you've got the realm of receiving. And in, in the receiving side, what's happening there is someone else is spending money 
and I'm receiving something for me. So a, a, a consensual thing would be I'm a receiver. You know, I'm receiving something. I'm receiving a gift. Maybe it's a birthday gift. It's my birthday. Someone else has spent money to buy something for me and I'm receiving, some, I'm, I'm receiving something where someone else has spent money. Beautiful. And in the receiving energy, the important part is that it's, but the energy between giving and receiving is one directional. It's just the giver spending money and giving something. And the receiver is receiving something openly without the expectation of giving anything in return. It's not a transaction at all. Giving and receiving is just openly, like how much can I allow myself to receive? In the non-consensual side of, of receiving in the, in the wheel of money, you've got freeloader, someone that is entitled, like entitlement, you know, I expect to receive things for free. I expect to receive a dinner for free when I go on a date. I expect to receive a discount from my friends when I consume one of their, their, their products or their services or whatever it might be. I'm, I'm, I'm just in, I'm entitled and I'm in the shadow of receiving and I feel entitled to receive things for free. And that's one type of example of a non-consensual form of, of receiving when it comes to the financial side. You can also apply to you know consent and, and and sexuality other things like that but in money in particular it's like freeloader i think is a good example and then in the bottom right corner you've got the space of i'm spending money and receiving something for me it's taking and actually taking is a very complicated misunderstood energy within this wheel because there's a lot more non-consensual examples of taking than there are consensual ones. But I actually think, interestingly enough, when you look at money and taking, it's actually a lot easier to, to connect to consensual taking, right? So, so again, what is taking money in, in the wheel of money? Spending money to receive something for me. I'm just buying something. I'm buying something. I'm buying a sandwich. I'm giving you money and I'm, it's, an, it's, a, it's a trade. It's an exchange. I'm, I'm, I'm giving someone money and I'm receiving a sandwich in return for me. I'm a buyer. It's easy to understand that conceptually or an investor. I'm investing in myself or someone else. Actually, no, because it's, it's in the realm of me, I'm investing for me. So maybe I'm investing in a share of a company, but maybe I'm investing in going to a retreat. I'm paying a facilitator money and I'm receiving an experience that's for me. I'm, I'm consensually taking. I'm taking action and I'm using money to take that action and I'm receiving something in return for that. Beautiful. On the non-consensual side of taking, it's like a thief, you know, where... A big Yeah. Or, or greed. Let's look at a thief and yeah, I'm, I'm happy to unpack that more, but it's essentially, you know, taking something without, without paying for it. Or, or greedy, where it's like, I'm taking more than I paid for. I, I, or I'm underpaying for something and take and taking more. So I can still be paying, but I'm taking more than I've paid for, not my fair share. That's that's in the shadow, you know. Or I just don't pay anything, and then it's straight up thievery, right? Um, and on the other side of that is in the top left hand side is allowing, and that's in the quadrant of giving something to for someone else, where where they are spending. So I'm making a sandwich and I'm, I'm allowing someone to give me money in an exchange and I'm giving them the sandwich in return. So in, in the 
polarity between taking and allowing, energy is going both ways. You know, so there's a, there's a trade that happens between taking and allowing. And in giving and receiving, there's not a trade. It's just a one directional from giving to receiving. So in, in the allowing side, consensual examples of that will be a server, someone in service, whatever it might be, I'm providing a service, right? Like I provide a service to someone, that's what I give them and they give me money in return. Or I'm a facilitator, I'm, I'm facilitating an experience and, and I'm giving someone an experience. I'm allowing them to have an experience for them and they're paying me money for it as the one facilitating that experience. Those are consensual examples in a monetary sense of, of allowing. And then there's a non-consensual non element of allowing where essentially, oh, what are examples of that? Let me think about it. Um, one, one is actually the... Uh, something I call a donatrix, which is a, a shadow side of a gift economy where I'm in allowing, right? So I'm in, I'm in, the, I'm in the quadrant of giving something for someone else and getting paid for it. So it's, it's their money, but I'm, I'm not actually sitting. So, I, so let's, let's take an example of a facilitator. So I'm in the quadrant of, of, creating an experience, but I'm in the shadow, right? So maybe I don't sit and value myself enough in the service that I'm, that I'm creating and providing and showing up in the world. And so I'm not able to say to the person on the other side of that exchange, because it's an exchange energy when I'm in allowing and someone else is in, in, in taking and we're having an exchange where energy is flowing in both directions, right? But I'm not able to actually say, you know what, this experience that I'm selling costs X amount of money because I'm just not at that point yet. And so in what I then do is I ask the person to make a donation. I say, you know what? I'm providing you the service. Please make a donation. Give, give something to me, but I, I'm not going to tell you how much. That's a shadow because the person in taking is, is in an exchange, but they're being asked to meet the person that's allowing them to have an experience. They've been asked to meet that person in giving. So you're asking the person on the other side of the exchange to meet you in giving. But giving is the space of freely giving without expecting to receive anything in return. It's a one directional thing. A donation, the consensual part of giving, is one directional. So if I'm, if I'm a, a facilitator in the space of allowing, asking someone to have an exchange with me, and I'm not able to sit deeply in the value of what I'm doing, and I tell that person, hey, please make a donation, I'm, not, I'm, I'm asking them to meet me not in polarity. I'm asking them to meet me in an energy of giving something for someone else without expecting to receive something in return. But it's, an, it's a transaction. So it creates tension. It creates tension in the body because I'm asking someone to meet me somewhere else because I'm not accepting that I'm actually in a transaction with someone else because I'm uncomfortable with that. Because I, can't, I don't feel comfortable enough to ask that person for what I need for this transaction. I'm not comfortable enough to ask them for what I want to receive actually. So your point, so what you're pointing to is that the one that's playing in that, that is a facilitator actually wants to put a price on it, but they can't. That's the shadow. If not, they would just be playing in the giving and the receiving, which is, I'm just offering this and you can give what you, what you choose. No, giving and receiving. Okay. So <clears throat> yeah. You see what I mean? I, yes, because, but, because but that's the shadow you're talking about. No, no, because it's not just pure shadow because on some level, if, if, the gift is not a shadow if 
you genuinely are open to receive whatever comes back. It's only a shadow, and I've been in this myself, so I know it. It's only a shadow when I'm saying it's a gift or donation, whatever term you want to use. But really, I do want 125 euros for my, um, my offering. No, I disagree. Yeah? I disagree. Then it's a shadow. No, I disagree. I, I, think, I think that... Um, okay, if, if, if I'm in a space of having an offer that I'm giving to someone else, and part of that offer is a transaction where I'm expecting to receive something in return, whatever it might be, I'm not freely giving, right? If you're expecting something in return. Yeah, exactly. If I'm expecting something in return, meaning if it's a transaction. Yeah, yeah, but it, no, because it's, it's nuance, huh? I've been in this for 12 years, I get it. It's nuance. So like <clears throat> Charles Eisenstein does a beautiful course on this called Living in the Gift. So you, if zero isn't abundance, if you're living in the gift, and it's different, you're not talking about a gift in your model. You're talking about giving and receiving, and yeah. you're talking about donation. Mm -hmm. Donation isn't a gift. Yeah, I know. So there's a different, there's a, there's, this is another distinction to understand. Donation is donation, meaning donation means if I give you 1p, 110p, or 50p, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a donation. Mm -hmm. That's cool. You are, you're happy to have donations, right? Donation and the gift is slightly different. The gift is you are willing to give me whatever you choose to give me, right? It's subtle, but, but there is, based in the gift, it's subtle, right? It's like there is a transaction. But at the same time, if zero is not abundant, listen to this, if zero isn't abundant, you shouldn't even exercise the gift. Don't even go into the gift. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yeah. If zero isn't abundant. So that means if I do a retreat, I do an event, I do a book, I put it out there as a gift. If we're playing with this, I know it's subtle. And if some of you are getting lost on this, stay with us. Yeah. Because when we're playing with all these subtleties, I know it can get head-based and you just have to take a breath. But um, if you're playing with the gift, if I'm offering myself as a gift and if you give me zero, because it doesn't have to be transactional, if I'm not happy with that, then I'm in the shadow. Because mm -hmm. what I'm doing, what I'm actually yeah. doing is I'm going, I really need some money to come from this, but I kind of want to play with this like model. And at the same time, I want to try something different or I want to be a little bit more superior or I want to, I, I, I'm against the system, you know, and I'm going into this gifting because I don't believe in the money. I, I think money's horrible. I don't believe in the system. And at the same time, but I really need money, mm -hmm. right? That's when you're playing yeah, yeah. in the gift. Okay. Uh, sorry, in the shadow. I'm, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Does it does, does it make sense? It's Absolutely. subtle. So okay, so well, this is what I would how how I would describe that in this framework I've just introduced is that someone if they're in a if they're in a if they're in the if they're giving right so if they're in the the consensual part of giving which is literally just I have a gift that I'm spending my money or my energy on that I'm going to give to you and I don't expect to receive anything in return. I've just given you something freely. And someone on the other side is in receiving where it's like, fuck, beautiful. I'm just receiving that. Amazing. That is one particular type of polarity. Totally. And where the shadow comes in is when people are not in that, right? So they're in taking and allowing and they're in a transactional space. I'm giving you this massage and it's my realm of service. And give me whatever you want in return. And then the person gives me nothing or gives me 50, but I wanted 100. And I'm frustrated about that. Yeah, I'm in the shadow because I couldn't stand in my own value and say, I want a fucking hundred. Yeah. 
And that's where the shadow part comes in. And, and the shadow there, if you think about it, it's, it's like, that's what I mean by asking someone to meet me somewhere else from the shadow. Yeah. In, in, in the in the allowing part because I'm pretending to be in receiving yeah well, or it, giving yeah you know yeah yeah but it makes sense for me because yeah. of the wheel of consent exactly but for those listening that maybe don't have understanding of the wheel of consent mm-hmm. and tell us in the comments actually can you see how this really does link into sexuality yeah or intimacy because what what Craig's describing I don't want to I don't want to really don't want to lose you in this because what Craig's doing, this is a new thing that you're doing, right? Yeah. And the way that he's weaving in the wheel of consent, but in relation to money, for me makes a lot of sense because money is just an energy. And when we're sharing ourselves, we're energy beings. And when we're sharing intimacy mm. and we're going into dynamics of relating, like this is this is so linked up in the way that we give, receive, take and ask, right? Yeah. And ask for what we want because so often we can't ask for what we, what we want. <laughs> and... Um, Craig recently did a, a money game as well, which really highlighted these these aspects. Yeah, but um, I just want to bring that in. So I, I, you know, let us know how this is landing because I know that I remember when I first listened to the Wheel of Consent from Betty Martin, I was like afterwards completely fried. Right? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I can also suggest. Yeah. Let's drop in the in the footnotes uh, uh, a video and a post that I that I've made about this Wheel of Money. So if anyone's like listening and confused, they can also look there. There's a visual and then maybe they can come back totally. or whatever it might be like. So yeah. if, if you got lost in that somehow or you're a visual person and you want to look at that, then, then just have a look at the post in the, in the footnotes and we can see what unfolds from that. Yeah, beautiful. And even if you've got this far, um, maybe pause the podcast, go to that video, mm-hmm. you know, listen, look at that, see that and then come back to, 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 uh, to the talk. Because that would also be beneficial. Yeah, it's cool. dense, huh? Yeah, well, well, the thing is, it's you're playing. I, I can see how your mind works, right? Mm. It's beautiful because we've had a few conversations this morning. You are you are systems based, right? Mm-hmm. Every, even this morning, you know, you was describing to me different things. No, you 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 thrive on that. But you also said something lovely this morning that some people just don't, right? Yeah, they don't meet in that way. Mm. So. If there's some, is there is there more to share on this? But is there a way to drop into this for those that maybe can't grab that system based? Like you know, how would you how would you get them to 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 land that right now? Does it make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, it does. And maybe we don't need to go there. I'm just you know, if you're still in a flow and you're taking us somewhere, then stay there. Um, I think the I think it comes down to a somatic experience for. People that are like what we did the game. Yeah, did. exactly. Right. For people that are, you know, where it's more difficult to to connect to something mentally, but it's easier to connect to something through the body that they can that they can feel. Then a somatic experience um, is is the best way to to experience this. To be honest, I haven't figured out a way yet to create a somatic experience around this online. So at the moment, I'm offering that in person. Yeah. It's just the easier, it's an easier dynamic to, to navigate in person with the somatic part of it. So if people are curious around that, then yeah, they can, they can have a look at my in-person offerings. And at some point, I, 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 it's, a, it's a drive of mine to figure out how to create that in, a, in an online space. But yeah. it's a little bit tricky at the moment. Yeah, that's um, fine. I, I have a question popping. Yeah. Is it, is it a good time? Can I sure, a question? Sure. Just to drop into you for a minute, because, you know, you're on this mission, you're on this vision, you've got the evolution of us, you're, the, you're there, you know, you've got this system base. You want to really, you want to really help people get an understanding of their relationship to money yeah. and how they can transcend that beyond the shadows 
and empower themselves. Mm. Yeah, would mm. that be a, a good enough description? Beautiful. Right. I love. Do you know Simon Sinek? No. Um, Simon Sinek the, the, did a, a. He would love his systems, mm. right? Uh, <laughs> he did something start with why. You may mm. you may have heard of this. So whenever we're co-creating something, or we're, we're we're going out in the world. He talks about the, um, you know, in anything we're creating, understand your what and your why, and the how takes care of itself, mm -hmm. right? And he, he, he always uses this example, and I'd love to share this now for, the, for, for you all, is like when Martin Luther King um, brought, um, you know, more than 200,000 people to the park mm -hmm. in order to listen to his, you know, famous, famous speak, there wasn't marketing, there wasn't social media. There was none of that stuff at that time, right? Maybe there was some printouts or whatever, little posters. But ultimately, 200,000 people come to meet and listen to him speak, right? Phenomenal. And he was just kind of breaking that down and saying, why? Because he didn't say, I have a plan. He says, I have a dream. And that dream, that the what and the why, at that time, linked in exactly to a collective vibration of beings yeah. who also, you know, had the same what and why, and the how took care of itself. Yeah, it just it just formed. So I would love to know mm -hmm. what's popping up for me is like your like Craig's what and why, mm. like you know, and what is it you're doing? Well, we can see that now. You're creating systems. You're bringing people together. You know, but there might be some other things, and and the why. You know, what, what is your why? Why are you driven by this right mm. now? Mm. Does that feel cool? I just yeah. love to drop into that. Absolutely. The, the why for me is purpose. Like I relate to why in the sense of purpose. And when I hear you ask me, what's my why? It's like, what's my purpose in a way? And my purpose, as I was talking about earlier, is to, is to be in support, to be in service of the awakening of humanity, of the expansion of humanity. And, and um, the, the what and the how of how that expresses is in actually working in the soul field to find ways to expand that entire field because that for me is the space that is awakening humanity that is expanding consciousness that is expanding the collective and it's a collective space it's a we space it's not an i space and in that space itself one of the things that i feel a call coming through me a channel coming through me is to support that space in the money topic so that the soul field can actually siphon in and attract in and pull in energy and money from elsewhere where it is infinitely abundant already. And it is infinitely abundant also in the soul space, but in terms of offerings and how people express that through the eye comes in scarcity and fear and not enough people stand in my belief not enough people standing deeply in their offerings and actually asking for what they need so that they can be deeper in service so that they can serve in a broader way and that more people can come in and be in service. And I think part of the, there's two parts of that in the field that I see as, as a, like a why and a, and a, and a um, it's not really going into the how, but I feel that in the field of soul, of soul service, there's participants, you know, and then there's and then there's facilitators in a way. And both sides of those have shadows around money. On the participant side, there's the non-consensual part of receiving freeloader element, I feel, that's 
unfortunately quite prevalent consuming consuming and expecting to receive things for free it's like there's a lot of people that just want to receive <laughs> free offerings and what that means is that there's less support available for beings that are dedicating their lives to being in service because we also we also have financial needs to live in the in the world in the systems that we exist in and if people on the receiving side are not prepared to pay money to people to others that are in service and giving their gifts or allowing actually in a trade right they're not just giving freely they're people that are allowing um it, it limits the growth of the soul field in the sense of there is more energy available, but it's not it's not freely flowing in that system. But you know why? Why is that? Because of limiting beliefs around money. And and also many of them who need the freeness don't have any. Yeah. They don't have money. Yeah. They literally don't have money. But but is exactly. I agree with that. And what I'm trying to come in with is okay, so money is a problem in the space. And how do we work on money? Well, with money. If you think about other elements of life where if I want to work on my health, I'm going to invest energy and, mo- and, and probably money also into that, right? At some point, like I'm going to buy healthy food or I'm going to go to a doctor or I'm going to invest in, in, in a gym membership or a yoga thing. And I expect then to receive a health benefit from it. That's, that's, that, that makes sense. I can also think about relationships. If I, if I want to have better connection or relationships in my life, I'm going to put energy into that. And then I'm going to, re, and I'm going to be able to harvest the rewards from that energy. Well, many that don't, actually. I want to just say many don't in their relationships. Also true. Right? You know, in general. Like yes. Many I meet, I support people in relationship. And, you know, you ask them if they've ever read a book on relationship or they've done it. And many just haven't. It's kind of like <laughs> dipping in the yeah. dark. And then what happens? They don't, they don't get to reap the rewards of it. And, and so the same is true with money. If, if someone wants to work on their relationship to money and have more of it in their life, how can you expect to change if you don't put money into that? In the same way... And focus even. Energy. And energy, exactly. I mean, money is energy. Yes, right? that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Even energy, because exactly. there are free resources, many beautiful free resources sure. that I found. And one being Charles Eisenstein's course, which is as a very small part about money, but it's, it's fully there as a gift. Fully there. You can give zero or you can, you can give a thousand euros. It doesn't matter, right? So there's many resources that are there that can help. Maybe, I want, I want to know if this is coming up for you in your experience. Do people know that that's even an option? I first want to finish the yeah, points please. on that. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I'll come Go back ahead. to that. Um, like the important thing I'm trying to get across here is that you know, you're saying that many people in the field don't have money. And I'm saying I agree and I want to help with that. And part of helping with that is that people need to be prepared to put energy into their relationship with money and probably also money into their relationship with money at a certain point so that they can have more ease with money flowing in and out of their lives. Yes. And, and you need to get that in order to expand the amount of like money that you're comfortable flowing through your system. And, and if someone's stuck and feeling stuck around money, in order to move out of stuckness, you need to move energy with regards to your relationship to money. And if someone's in a scarcity mindset of, well, I don't have money and I can't pay for these things and I can't do all of these things because I just don't have money, then, then that's a surefire way of staying in that place. That's a guaranteed, you know, if you're not putting energy into your relationship with money, your relationship to money is not going to improve. A hundred percent. And I want to bring in something here because there's also... 
the shadow aspect of the, the little narrative that goes around at the moment in the so-called self-development spiritual realm that we're talking about, soul space that we're talking about, which is, ah, if you don't have money, then you don't know your value and your worth and you're not, you know, you, you need to step up, you need to get money to be that. Or if you're not getting six figures, seven figures, like personally, that whole six figure, seven figure thing completely for me is a manipulative distortion that so many so-called coaches and people are putting out there to make themselves feel good, which is what you pointed about earlier. It's kind of a shadow aspect. Yeah, because, because if you're making six figures, good for you. Enjoy it and circulate it. Give it, don't give it, put it into beautiful things, you know. But to keep throwing that in the face of other beings and say, well, you know, you need to be doing this. You need to be earning six figures. You need to be a coach. That for me comes into what you pointed earlier, which is shadow, which also makes certain beings that are striving to do good or maybe have a better relationship with money feel inadequate, feel, oh, I'm in a competitive rate now. Oh, this coach is making more money than me. Oh, they made six figures. You end up in this kind of um, uh, battle to to become somebody based on that narrative of, you know, I need to make more money, be more, da da da, da. Yeah, I really Does, agree, does it make yeah. sense? It's, it's subtle, but I'm seeing this in the field as well. You know what it is? In the same way that sex sells, money sells. Right. And that's what those those offerings are. I agree. It's in a shadow. It's people that are from a manipulative place selling to others. Hey, come work with me and you can make X amount of money. Right. And, and I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with saying, come work with me on money. Let's find ways to make money flow more in your life. Yeah. This is beautiful. Right. That's a consensual way. Right. I'm making a lot. I've I've turned my life around and I'm now making a lot of money. Right. And I'd like to now use that as a way to teach you and help you to also do what I did. You know? Yeah. But not like, look at me, look at me. I'm now the superior spiritual being that's making a load of money and you need to be like me. Yeah. And I've got the formula, but you need to pay 5,000 euros for that formula and coaching. And you don't have the 5,000 euros, but you need to work on yourself to be able to get the 5,000 euros so you can afford to do the 5,000 euro training. When you can do the 5,000 euro training, you're going to learn what I've learned. That for me just is nonsense, right? Because you can learn so much of what I teach for free. On YouTube right now, you can do everything that I know for free. So um, there's, there's a dance with maybe, this. Maybe, maybe. Yeah? No, well, Let's slow down there yeah, for a sec. But no, but you see what I'm going? <laughs> I can tell you now that everything that I share, you can access on, on YouTube for free. Okay, I would like to talk to two different things yeah, there because good. there's a lot in that, yeah. including some shadows. Good. <laughs> let's, let's out them. Yeah. So, um, something I've experienced, which is actually super challenging. I'm still figuring it out. Like, I'm still navigating how to go about the communication and, and the marketing and the sales part of having offerings around money. Because it is this taboo thing like we've unpacked earlier. So it's this, it's this topic that's really difficult. And when the, when the offering itself is around money, like let's work on money. And it takes money to work on that offering. It's like a double layered thing. If you compare that to something else like a, a, an offering to work on sexuality or a, you know, an offering to work on intimacy or, or relationships. That is a paid offering that you have to pay for to do it. Someone will be like, yes, I want to work on relationships and I'll pay money to work on that because I resonate with this offering, right? So it's like, it feels less dense to me when it's, when it's that than it is when the topic is, hey, let's work on money and it costs you money to work on money. Right. Right. So figuring out how to communicate around that 
in a consensual way is quite a, kind of tricky. And what, what you referred to earlier where people in the offering of their offering of money are saying, hey, come do this course and you're going to earn six figures, you're going to earn seven figures. That's where I'm saying it's like money sells. And I think that's a shadow if it's marketed and positioned in that particular way. Uh -huh. Because also it's such a conflict of interest. You know, if I'm saying, hey, I'm making six, seven figures and I'm claiming I'm doing that on Instagram. So come work with me. I'll teach you how to make money. How do you actually know if I'm making six or seven figures? I can say whatever the fuck I want. You don't have a way to actually verify that, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm claiming to be the thing I am and then asking you to come and do that in a shadow way where the offering is itself the shadow. So it's like kind of a mess in a way. And I, I think there are a lot of people doing that and I don't resonate with that at all. But I don't think there's anything wrong with having a paid offering around money. And yes, you're right. Now to the other point that you were talking about, that there are free resources available in the world. But I don't think that 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 um, facilitators or people making offerings around money, it's not, it's not so much about the theory side, which is what you can receive for free in many places, like education in many places is free. What's actually been sold is the implementation. What's actually been sold is accountability, integration, Let's take theory and let's work together on implementing that in our lives. And that process and holding someone through that process is a, is a consensual paid offering. So yeah, you can go out and you can consume the stuff for free, but, but there is so much free information out there. Are people actually using it in their lives? No, because people struggle with integration and they struggle with implementation. So I would, I would invite you to look at paid offerings from also a different perspective that maybe what people are... What, what's being offered and what people would pay for is support on integration. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, that's, I, I already get that. There yeah. was a, there's a woman that's super successful in the world called Maria F F something, can't even remember her name. She created something called the Beast School. Mm. And uh, one of her main teachings was that there are free offerings everywhere. Mm. But what somebody's paying for is the way that you assimilate those free offerings and you've made them your own and put them into a package and yeah. now you can sell. Because that person can come to you, go through that process with you, and you've done the work in order, you know, there's value in that. Yeah. There's value in assimilating information and putting it in a way that's digestible. Yeah. Because people can get completely confused. Yeah. I'm not saying that, like, the, I guess the way, the where I come from is twofold. I come from nothing. I come from the council estate. I come from the, the crime. Yeah. I was a criminal, right? So I stole to get what I got. You know, I come from where my mum was stealing in shops to get us stuff, right? Mm. So I come from the lack, the scarcity, the poverty paradigm. And so I think where I've took myself and put myself is so much of it is being through, not without paying. Mm. If I look back, paying inadvertently. Mm. Like I, 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 you, could, you could say that I haven't paid specifically for certain uh, training along the way, but I paid for life experience because the life experience has given me the teaching. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could say that much of my journey has all been paid. You don't do anything without money. Um, but what I like to really, what I really like to look at is that there are genuine beings who have no clue, including myself in this, how to make money, mm how money works, how money um, communicates. Um, like, you know, I, I told you a book earlier that I read called um, Earth is Hiring by Petter Kelly. And, and her whole 
she did this little secrets called money magic and you you've now called yours money medicine right which you didn't know you know it's mm-hmm. like and there's a whole um ingrained like default way that we function about money mm-hmm. about value about exchange about everything we're speaking about today and in order to bring ourselves into maybe what i believe you are inviting us into as well the realm where you're you're playing is there's a a a, a relearning a reeducation a, a, a literally an education yeah. that has to happen like for example you use the word spending i don't use the word spending mm-hmm. i use the word investing yeah she taught me to not use the word spend the there's reason being there, yeah. the de- the difference of the word spent means that if if you're spent if i say to you man craig bro i'm spent just leave me here. You're like, size done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Leave him for a minute. He's finished. There's nothing left in him. So when we say I spent that or I, I'm spending this, we're already saying to money itself, she also says money has ears. Money is listening. It's an energetic form. It hears you. When you say I don't have enough. Oh man, that's too expensive. Oh, it's not enough. Not enough to go around. Money doesn't grow on trees. It's hearing you. Yeah. You, you have an inbuilt terminology that you're vibrating that energy if you say no there's never enough or you're you're checking the price tag every time you go into a shop and you're like you know you look at that i see myself still do that sometimes right it's default i look at something i'm like ah it looks amazing and then i check the price tag she says that if you see something and you're vibrating towards it and you want it why can't you just have that energetically the minute you go to the price tag and you look at it you're already going ah i can't take that because it's too much right little nuances Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. So I'm bringing this in just to say that it's it's just not easy for some beings mm. out there to just say, hey, this course is 350 bucks. And me and you might go, man, 350 bucks, that's easy to get. But I'm telling you now from experience, that 350 bucks is as hard as for somebody else to yeah, get 3,500 sure. bucks or 3 million bucks, mm. right? They have no Scooby. So I'm like, I'm that bridge in between that wants to be like, well, look, how do you get to the point where you can maybe have an education for 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 euros, mm-hmm. right? How do you even get to the point where you can circulate that money to circulate more money? Yeah, that's absolutely what, right. Yeah. And, and maybe where you are, you're that bridge, you know, the next bridge. I've got it. I've got Please. Uh, yeah, 100% with you. I, I've, I've something that's been coming up for me at the moment is that there's kind of different stages different steps I don't know what maybe steps is a, yeah. is a way to look at it some some people many most people yes we're talking 80% like, I'm, I'm talking like numbers. yeah 80% 80% maybe even more are at the step where they're not even ready to look at money right, right. so let's do this I like right? when you break this down like this so let's literally do literally not even ready right. to look at it yeah and their and their food to their, their food to mouth their day to day they can't even they or, got, they or, got no time or or they're wealthy. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. There's a lot of survival part that's in there. But even wealthy people, some are not even prepared to look at money. You know? And that maybe... Uh, Interesting. Break that down a bit more. What do you mean? So somebody who's making just a lot of money naturally. Or someone that inherited money and then has, through that, perhaps even a distorted relationship to money. Yes. Did I deserve it? Yes. Am I worth it? Yes. I've got this money. Maybe it comes in as a as a as a monthly allowance. Maybe it's in a bank account somewhere, but I don't touch it. Yeah. Or you know, it comes from my father, and I've got a bad relationship with my father, so I don't want to associate myself with that money. I know a couple you of know, things like, like this. There's lots of examples you can look at there. So I just want to say that 
it doesn't mean that only people that are in a survival relationship with money are at that place. You can be anywhere with regards to how much money you Thank may you have. Thank you so much for that distinction because yeah. there, there are so-called rich beings who are living a very lack mentality. Absolutely. Right. I mean, that's a huge topic. We can, right. we can do a whole podcast just on <laughs> yeah. that. Like, we come back I've been that. there. Right. <laughs> so Good. I can also talk to that. Good. But anyway, first step, right? Lot, most people are not even ready to look at money. Second step, people who are ready to look at money. And that's it. So free resources would be great for people that are at that step. Because they're interested, they're curious to look into money. Mm -hmm. But they're not at the step after that, which is people that are ready to work on money with money. Mm. And that's where powerful things happen. And that's where my focus is, actually. Mm. So I'm looking to attract in beings that are at that step, that are ready to work on money with money. So the money ceremony, for example, money medicine. It's like you bring money to the space and then we work on it. We flow with it. Right. You can get into a somatic relationship with money when you're ready to work on it with it. It's very difficult to get in. In my experience, I find it's difficult to get into the somatics of money where things can really shift. When, until you're at the point where you're ready to work on it with it. It's like, I'm going to vibrate the energy of money by actually bringing it in, you know? And, then that, that's a, and that's a process. It's a process to get to that point. Many people are not ready to, to do that. And many people want free offerings where they just look at things, but they're not actually ready to like work on it, you know? And, and, and I think that... Okay, so there's another one also. The, the, next, the, the step after working on money with money is like being money, the field of money, a transpersonal relationship with money. How can we as the entire soul space, the soul field, together as a field work on money? How can we make that entire field more attractive? How can we pull in energy from elsewhere and distribute it amongst this field, increasing the entire velocity of that field as one field within, the big, within other bigger fields and systems? Community or the community, community. ecosystem. And the base part that you were talking about with the, tri the triangle example, it's like, how can, we, how can we make shifts there so that eventually maybe that field becomes the biggest? And that's a transpersonal relationship to money. And which is a, very that, far from people yes, that are not even ready to look at it. Yes, that's an expansion of, of actually that's going into the, tell me if, if I'm right in interpreting this, but that's going into the field where there literally is, we're not holding on to it and trying to control it, but we're actually... Yeah putting it there's enough for everyone because we keep putting it in to circulate because we know that that circulation is is supporting everyone exactly yeah does it does it does it make sense yeah it's moving and it, energy has been moved wherever it's needed in every moment right and it's not about a personality or anything it could be a hundred percent of everything goes to one thing because that's where it's needed in that moment and and the next day perhaps the energy is needed somewhere else and it's moved there. You so know, it's like a detachment. Because yeah. like you say, you say it's transpersonal. So yeah. there's a detachment from the personal, I, I own this, this exactly. is mine, and so on. Yeah. And, and that's a group field. That's not an individual field. It's a group field. And that arises how? That, that... I asked the how. Just the what and the why. <laughs> don't ask how. <laughs> Sorry. Re don't even answer that. No need. No okay. need to know the how. Yeah. But, but, but the what and the why is... So I want to tap in a little bit more to your personal personal experience like yeah what what why why are you doing it like because you said a moment ago if we even go there but you said ah oh, you know you've had money 
So you have money, yeah? You've had money, you've always had money from a young age, or you never had money and then you started to make money? Like, now why? You've been in the business field, you were helping out in the business field, you made a lot of money, right? I get a sense you made a lot of money because you said you had a lot of money and you were in the lack, right? So just give us a little bit of that. Give us a little bit of yeah, what, sure. what's driving this desire to really, you know, help beings have a understanding, education, and a better relationship with money. I, I come from a, a poor country, you know, re- or relatively poor country. I come from South Africa. And South Africa has the biggest disparity between wealthy and poor people in the whole world. Right. And in that country, I came from a middle upper class, like up, I guess you would say upper class type of a um, family. But we didn't have a lot of money. You know, we, 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 had, we had food and we had shelter and we had a good life and good education and things like that. But money was a, was a concern at, at certain points. You know, there were, there were arguments in the family around money. There was scarcity around money. It's not as if we were in a, a, a very abundant place. And especially on a global basis, compared to someone with you know, a lot less money living in Europe, we, we were you know, lower down on the like, middle income kind of scale, we would, be, we would be even lower. So on a global basis, like not wealthy, you know, travel was expensive. First time I ever left my country, was, I was 18. I, I did, travel wasn't really, international travel wasn't really available to me until then. I, I had to work until I was 30 years old before I could afford to leave the country. And I consider myself a self-made, my money, I was, my money was self-made. I didn't inherit money. I didn't come from a lot of money. I didn't make money as a result of having money. I made it myself. And through work, jobs. Through work and, and then ultimately through becoming an entrepreneur. Well, what, um, what age did you become an entrepreneur? 30. Oh, 30. Yeah. I moved to Europe to found my, co-found my, my first company when I was 30 years old. And very quickly after that, uh, huge amounts of money flowed in. To, to that company and I went it, it was it was so much that I completely lost the link between the worth or the value of, of money I was also moving from a country with a currency into an entirely new economic system so I didn't even really have a value or sense for like what is a euro worth you know because I never really worked that much in that in that sense. I moved to Europe. I didn't really I didn't really know. Like <laughs> that's that's what I that's where I was at at that point. I, I had the worst relationship to money by far when I had the most of it. So from thirty from thirty years old to what age you made that money? That was in in serving businesses, working in the business realm. Yeah, my own business. Yeah, own businesses, and <clears throat> yeah, from from thirty to thirty three, thirty four. Something like that. Um, and what numbers are we talking? Like you went from ze- you went from zero to millions, or m- you know billions? What? No, z- zero to millions. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah, zero, yeah, zero to millions, and and then and then that changed everything. That that changed. No, that didn't change everything. That I mean, what that ch- yeah okay, what that changed was. I feel I've experienced the capacity of a large amount of money flowing through my system. Yeah. 
on a like relative basis. You know, some I haven't experienced billions throwing, flowing through my system, but no, but your I've container opened. It, to it opened up. My container receiving opened up. millions yeah. flowing around. Yeah, so like my concept of money completely changed as, as a result of that. Yes. Right, it's like there's this abundance and like and and, and actually I think the thing that cha- that changed the most for me was I can think really big. I'm not limited by thinking of small ideas because, well, I can only do this certain thing because right. it, there's money. I can't do that project because yeah. it, it costs X amount. And like, I, I'm not limited by that. So money helped that. Money helped, money helped that money, mind shift. Money helped shift my, my mindset out of a limiting space into like much, well, I wouldn't say limitless. But yeah, money never did that. But having, no, that, you did it and having money contributed the, to that. The, the experience of money flowing through my system yeah. changed that. Exactly. That's what changed it. And I, I mean, actually, the money doesn't have to throw through my system for that to change. Right. That's, right? What, I, that's what, and I that's what I'm like coming in now. It's yes. like, how can I bring that into to a place of service of others without them necessarily having to have millions throwing, flowing through their system? And by the way, they, the, the millions came in and out yeah. of my system. Yeah. I, I lost millions. Yes. I've been through that experience. I, yeah. spent, I spent in the business like insane amounts of money. Yeah. On salaries and all sorts of ridiculous things because there was just this velocity of money flowing in and out with ease right I mean also not in a good way right. but and you know I think at my peak in the first company we we were spending like 200,000 euros a month in salaries it's a big number yeah and the money disappeared quite quickly <laughs> when that's how much you're spending every month yeah and but it didn't feel like painful to spend that to, to, to be flowing that amount of money. It was an investment. Right. You know, we were investing that money into, into people, into our business, into, yeah. into building things. So it felt, it felt good. Um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't ha- I didn't have a sense of this, this like big attachment to it. So there's something in there that shifted in my system around that point in time. But what happened was I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. And I, I didn't have purpose. And that's the thing. And then the money went, it all went, but that, that business crumbled or you chose to end that business because you didn't have a drive, a meaning, a purpose. That business continued for many years. I also, I also had another business after that. And uh, about a year ago now, a bit, yeah, around about a year ago, a bit, a bit longer, I had, I mean, so I've been journeying a lot in, 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 my, in my own journey of my own spiritual awakening essentially yeah. right and at a certain point of that journey alignment i was i was focusing a lot on alignment to purpose in every element of my life and it, and at some point it was one of the last points work and alignment to purpose and work came up and when that came up for me i was looking at the businesses that i had at that point and i realized they just really weren't in alignment with my my purpose in life anymore and so i stepped away from them i I let go of the teams, fired all the teams. Unfortunately, I returned, we returned the, the assets to investors because we had investors in those companies. So why unfortunately? Well, I mean, unfortunate to oh, like, for them, have, yeah, because they, all of a sudden you pulled out. Yeah. Yeah. But, but fortunately but the, for you, because you, you, you yeah, followed yeah, yeah. your meaning. I mean, it just, okay. What I mean by unfortunately is that it was a difficult decision to make, yeah, right. to be like, I'm stepping away from these companies and then the energy of it just dissipates, you know? And what, you had conflict inside of you, like to make that choice? I didn't have conflict inside of me. I had clarity, but it wasn't an easy choice. Mm. You know? Yeah. 
It was the right choice, yeah. but it was a very difficult one to make. I mean, I, I, the, my cost of aligning my entire life to purpose and service was letting go of a lot. Yeah, but this is juicy. Yeah. This is lovely. And I think, tell, tell us please in the comments, but like, can you see that? Because like a lot had to go, carry on. Absolutely. And I can even feel your energy now, as, you, as you're saying. Grounded. Yeah, yeah, no, grounded, but also like you, that was- a, It's meaningful. That was a big step to actually m to move into something that had more meaning and to let go of something that for many might have held them. Exactly. In. And having, so this is actually a concept that I have, is like having money without purpose is not wealth. Wealth is money in alignment with purpose, no matter how much it is. It doesn't matter how much, but wealth is like, comes from the soil, mm. comes from the soul. Yeah. That's where wealth comes from. And I have this, I, I feel I have this transmission around wealth not relating to amounts of money, but the alignment of purpose and money. And, 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 and when money. I see beings in the, in the purpose field, in the soul field, that don't have the money part, that's why I feel this drive to come in and bring the money part to people's relationship when they're in alignment with purpose. Because purpose without money is also not wealth. Mm -hmm. In the same way, money without purpose is not wealth. It's two ends of the same, it's a, it's a pendulum. Two ends of the same thing. And I'm trying to bring in the, big, the, the good parts of both. In the, in the tech space, in a lot of the business space, what, what tends to happen is that people have a better like relationship to money in the sense of how easily it flows in and out of their system. Not, not necessarily with regards to other things, but just money flows more, more in that system. But purpose and relationship to purpose tends to be lower down. And it's actually the opposite in the soul space. In the soul space, people's alignment to purpose is super high, but relationship to money, very low. Yeah, interesting. It's, it's so interesting. There's a few distinctions for me there because, like, for me, purpose, like, I, I, I was on this path of, like, purpose for a long time and I kind of let it go. I just keep checking this to make sure we're rolling. Um, and then um, somebody gave me a reframe to purpose, which was, <clears throat> your very existence is purpose. Mm -hmm. There is no purpose that you have to strive for to become because you are purpose, yeah. right? So there was this sense of, like, you are purpose, which shifted everything for me. But then I use the word meaning, which I think you're, you're kind of using in the mm -hmm. same context as purpose, but, but I'm just playing with words. But words, are, you know, they have power for me. So, so this idea of like, you are purpose. And then for me, what happened, there was a guy that I, I read a book uh, about success and some books on money and so on. And there was this idea that like, wealth for me is measured by who you are when all of your money's gone. Mm -hmm. And that's the true wealth. It's because money doesn't determine your wealth. It's actually value, yeah. you are the you are the value, right? Yeah. So just playing with these, no. And what it feels like, what you're pointing to is is that yeah. you're pointing to that there's certain beings that have found their meaning. They they're, just, they're driven by something and so on. But they there's also a distortion sometimes around value, no? Yeah. Because they want to make more money, but they don't know how. Right. I, you know, I've been in that. No, mm -hmm. you can follow these like models. You can look at, you know, whatever, sell your courses. You can get your marketing and it comes in and it feels it feels icky. You know, it feels like, ah, oh, now here I am having to like sell myself. But we're all selling ourselves anyway on some level. So I don't know if I'm distorting that, but it's just I'm just playing with these words. So what you're saying is I have that, some pieces on that. Yeah. You, yeah. You kind of found through whatever experience, this spiritual inquiry, let's mm -hmm. call it a deeper meaning 
that made you let go of those things that were not necessarily as great a value mm -hmm. and to start something fresh. Yeah. And that happened only a year ago. Yeah. Okay. So you took some money, you, you were able to have some money from that experience to now invest into this new drive, this mm -hmm. new mission. Yeah. Good. And now you're aligned fully or you feel more aligned than ever to meaning, which is to support those beings. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's also good. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the word purpose and, and the, cause it's, there's a lot of context to that. Yeah. That's also one other pillar that I'm actually supporting on too. This, the success and money part is one of them. Purpose is another one. And, and purpose for me is not this thing to be achieved within a lifetime. You know, we're all like, I'm, I'm born with this one purpose and I need to find it and achieve it. Otherwise I've failed at life. Like I don't relate to it in that way at all. And, and I feel in, in the distinction that you were bringing up, you're like, yeah, that's not purpose. And it's not that for me either. Purpose for me, and, and maybe you could call it meaning. I also get that. It's just, it's a direction. It's a choice that I'm making on the direction that I choose to express my energy through that energizes me. That makes me feel good. That makes me feel nourished. And that's what purpose is for me. And that, and, and that expresses in, in, in and through me as service mm. to others. Yeah. And yeah, that's where the deeper meaning part comes in. So yeah. yes, totally with you there. Yeah, and, and that's your purpose. That's my purpose. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, and everyone has their own. Yeah. And, and, and the part about wealth that you were talking about for me, when I say purpose and, and, and money aligned as wealth, it's like that. Like money, you know, money made, so income, as well as expenses in alignment with a direction that nourishes me in my life. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. It's like That's a coherence what... of all of those. I'm yeah. not feeling like I'm working in a job that I hate to turn money and I really I want to be a musician or whatever exactly. it might be. You're like, you, can, you want to bring the nucleus of all of those together yeah. so that people feel nourished, nurtured, empowered yeah. in what they really want to express. And exactly. And hopefully what they want to express is... Uh, in service. In service, right? Yeah. And if it is in service, then great, amazing, because now energy and money is flowing in a way that's expanding the entirety of, of humanity. Yeah. And that's what I want to support and grow. Take a deep breath in there. Yeah. And part of that is helping people that are in service make more money. Because yeah, there's, there's, there's a few things popping up. I just want to pause there for a moment. Yeah, I don't know, we're, like we're in the void right now, right? And there's like, for me, I needed to pause because this money conversation gets so powerful and head-based and clarity now with what we've been on and what the, the viewers are watching and listening to. But there's something popping for me around just you and I right now sat here as individual expressions of the divine. And I guess what was coming through was like, if you die tomorrow, life's going to continue. If I die tomorrow and I'm no longer in this body, life's going to continue. And of course, you and I have this, we're pioneering minds. We, we see the potential, the human potential movement. We see the evolution of humanity. We see what's possible. We see how we can pull ourselves out the, out the density of these uh, shadow times and, and, and create something more beautiful, more, more vibrant, more inclusive. We can 
end certain distortions and violence and and um, shadow aspects of our of our being. That's the work that you and I do, right? Um, and and so I just want to. I guess we're we're kind of coming to a close soon. We could talk about many different pull-offs here, but I kind of knowing that we want to bring this to a, a maybe call it part one because I think there's many parts to this. Mm. But um, I want you to just tune in and because you know you you really wanted to come together in this podcast and. And I want you to tune in and just really see what's what's relevant to share in this in this closing uh, s- uh, segment, and what 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 really wants to come through, with, yeah, mm. from that really in the body dropped in mm. part of 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 Craig, mm. and and whether we want to offer to those listening, and, and for those listening right now, just in, in inviting you if you're with us this far to also take a breath, take a pause. You know, we've we've thrown a lot there. There's a lot of different concepts, ideas, theories popping up. But like, you know, what feels true to you? You know, what really feels true to you in today's uh, dialogue? You know, I, I I listen to the Gene Keys, and one of my Gene Keys is that talks about me knowing that there's a potential of civilization connecting without even the need of money, that there's a way that we can share our gifts, resources and collaborate and come together and create civilization without even the need of, of, of a transactional based uh, currency, right? That's a whole nother level. So like, where are you in this journey with money? And, and, and I hope today you've been able to take something like what Craig's bringing around education of money and relationships and money and being in that maybe smaller percentage of who want to talk about money and really look at themselves and, and ask for help and ask for support and maybe come to Craig and ask questions and uh, or somebody else in that in, that you know in this field. Mm. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so I let you kind of, yeah, mm. finish finish off. Does it feel good for you? Yeah, it yeah, does, yeah. yeah. Not good, good's not a feeling, but it feels grounded. I can feel you <laughs> landing as well. <laughs> yeah, question of what, what do I want to what do I want to offer to the space in closing? Mm. Your money it sits in the realm of of matter, in the density of matter. It's it's energy. Everything is energy, but money is, is stored energy and working on one's own relationship to it is a difficult, challenging thing to do because it's part of a collective. It's group work. Money is group work. It's too much for an individual to work on alone because it's a collective energy inherently. It's part of all of our lives every day, all the time. And there's so much context and history and generational elements and cultural elements and societal elements of money, the financial system and the economy, the, 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 the system that you were born into, the country you were born into, your, your parents' relationship to money, your ancestors' relationship to money, your experiences in life. It's so complex that it really is a group field to work on. And I, what I want to offer is that if you are struggling with money or you're wanting to work on your relationship to money, you're not alone. You're not alone. Let's do this together in groups. And there, there, there are spaces available for people 
that are ready to look at money. And there are spaces that are available for people that are ready to work on money, with money. And there are spaces available for people that are thinking about the entire field and want to have look and explore into the transpersonal relationship to money. They're all available. There's lots of different ways to connect with this. And I would say most of them are, are yeah, group fields. So if that's something that's alive as a listener, when you're listening right now and you're wanting to work in any way on your relationship to money, then reach out, connect to community, find ways to resource within yourself. Also, if you're struggling and feeling stuck around money, you know, in the same way you treat emotion, we treat emotions, all the tools that we use for emotions can, those exact same tools can also be used for money. Mm-hmm. If you're stuck around money, go spend time in nature, move your body, express uh, express your emotions because it's energy in the same way that emotions are things like frameworks like the wheel of consent can be applied to money emotional release tools can be applied to money so we have tools that are available but we don't look at them much because it's a taboo so starting to talk about it is important starting to become more open around money is important starting to look at it starting to work on it these things are like fundamentally crucial <laughs> they're crucial to our to our experience in this lifetime mm. yeah i love that you know yeah yeah no it's beautiful mm. can i jump in there just yeah. to think, thank you thank you for dropping in and thank you for uh, expressing that because as you were talking i'm taking away that when we talk about the the rise of a new human being and we talk about the the embodied sovereign being, we talk about the integrated being, then we have to be integrated in all these areas that Craig and I have touched on today, you know, uh, the sexuality, all those taboos actually, you know, sexuality, the power, the money, you know, the um, uh, the truth, speaking our truth, you know, communication. And I love how you just weaved it in instead of our emotional release tools and, and, and actually knowing that we can't, we're not separate from it anyway. Yeah. You know, it's like often we're like, oh, you know, we try to put it over in the corner, no money, whatever, I deal with it later. But actually we're not, you, there's no, you said it, we're, it's every day. So we're thinking about it, we're in it. We're either, we're hustling to get money, we're doing something for money. So actually it's very important to, to bring focus to that. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for stepping into that as a, as a pillar of opportunity for exactly. that to come through, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting a vision now of like even my interest, my brother's really quite into the, the digital cryptocurrencies and so on. And he's been sharing stuff with me. And at times I also kind of get a sense I don't have time for it. But you're also reminding me today that we are moving into a new phase of money and how we change money through bitcoins and, and cryptocurrencies. And, you know, and to have an understanding of that, you know, how does a wallet work? How does decentralized finance work? How, you know, how can I circulate my, my value in different ways? is vitally important as you said or the word you used crucial mm. so mm-hmm. so thank you so much mm. um so underneath here there will be uh, links where you can go and explore uh, evolution of us mm-hmm. right and uh, and can, is there a way that people can people just reach out to you and ask questions is, yeah does sure. it work like that yeah yeah definitely um probably easiest way to to get hold of uh, to get hold of us is just instagram 
So you can just look at our um, evolution of us. Well, it's underscore evolution of us underscore on Instagram and just send a message on there. That's, uh, that's I'll the I'll put the link way. as well underneath yeah. in, the, in the footnotes. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And by the way, I feel like we should do another episode on cryptocurrencies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and, and also thank you today for, for, you know, just dancing with this. Because like you said, there's... There's shadows here. I think something for you would be lovely. I'd love to also see a piece written or a piece specifically on the, the many shadows, shadows that can play out. Yeah. yeah. The many, because I, I, I also don't think that's something that, you know, many are talking about, mm-hmm. right? Because you have some stuff on that. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes we get, there's a real fear around talking about shadows, but you and I both know that for us, going into the shadows is really where the, where the richness is, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's around sexuality, money, or truth, all of it. We, like, the shadows are not scary when we're not running from them. Yeah. You know? They, we, we, we won't go into this now, but when we do the, 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 the masculine-feminine, you hear that talk a lot, the polarities, but we do the dark and the light of the masculine-feminine. So often, it's all this thing about like, oh, I want to be in the light, in the light, but there's shadows of the light, and there's shadows of the dark. Mm-hmm. The dark and the light are needed. And that's the same when it comes to to money. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in with us and staying with us and going on this journey of inquiry. Mm. Please, if it's inspired you, share it on, forward it to a friend. If there's been little elements that you like, if you have any questions, fire them to me or Craig. um, Write to us in the comments, whatever, you know, just reach out and start the conversation. And and I just, in, in and of itself, that if you've listened this far, then you've definitely taken what you need. Um, mm. So, yeah, look forward to see how this impacts you. Beautiful. Thank you so much, brother. Like have a hug. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Simon Transparently. This podcast is a call to action, a call into sovereignty, a call to speak our truth and love ourselves fiercely. And for us all to rise up together as love. If you are resonating with my offerings, you can support me by becoming a patron, for which I would be deeply grateful. And you can access more of my content at simontransparently.com. This is our time to rise.